Hi everyone, Chip Paul for Chip Talks Podcast. Today, we're gonna to have an exciting podcast where we talk to you guys a little bit about things that we can do to improve our immunity. Right now is flu and virus season. So a lot of us are going through uh, potential sicknesses. We've got folks in our family who might be sick. So are there things that we can do to pump up our immunity and bolster basically our defense, right? And it turns out that there are. Um, and we're also doing a blog on this. So if you go to Chip Talks podcast, you'll be able to pull up a blog and, and read about this same uh, topic. But anyway, without ever supplementing with anything, without ever really taking a pill, um, taking a pharma drug, you know, taking a Benadryl, taking anything like that, you can do a lot to improve your immunity. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Now, the first thing to be aware of is that your immune system will vary over time. So at certain times of the day, your immune system will be stronger. And at certain times of the day, it won't be as strong. And it cycles. So your immune system cycles. It does. It works on some things at night and it works on certain things during the day. Well, if you understand those times, again, that is, you know, there's, let's say, times to supplement and times to add horsepower to your immune system. And there's times when it really won't do any good. The best way to describe this, because most of us are familiar with a, a natural plant substance called melatonin. And we all have receptors inside of us called melatonin receptors. Well, if I take melatonin at noon, again, I don't have any receptors open. They're all closed because it's not the time of day yet. It's not the circadian expression of those receptors yet. Um, so that melatonin will do very little for me if I take it at noon. If I take it at six o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night, whoop, now I have receptors open that that melatonin can attach to and it will have the drowsy effects that we've all come to expect with melatonin. So again, there's certain times when our body is primed to do certain things and especially in our immune system and certain times where it's not. So there's certain times during the day where supplementation will really help and where your immune system is super strong and certain times where it's not, where that supplementation may or may not do any good. But just understanding this, and again, you know, working with our bodies, let's say, is super duper important. Now, the other thing we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about environment and things that happen in our environment. So being in the sun more, will that help your immune system? Absolutely. Again, it's, you do something in your system that mammals do better, let's say, than we do. Um, if you look at taxonomy and, you know, what, what makes up a mammal and, and, you know, why are we considered mammals? Well, it, we, we, you know, technically you work a lot like a mammal, but you have some fundamental differences from mammals that should be enough to differentiate us, let's say, from mammals. And the other thing is God took a whole day to make you. Again, he, he made the beasts of the earth on one day, made you on another day, which is kind of telling. Um, but here's the deal. And again, this has to do with just environment. So we're going to talk about, and through this uh, Chip Talks podcast, I want to talk to you guys about environment. So circadian is something that we really can't control. I mean, we can control, and it has to do with our relationship with the sun. But circadian, you know, I can control how much I'm in the sun, but I can't control when the sun rises or sets. We haven't figured that one out yet. So 
again, I can control my behavior as to the sun, but what the sun does to me and kind of what it cues my body to do um, is kind of uncontrollable. Now, one of the things that's important to understand about our relationship with the sun, though, and this goes to your immune system, so we all know that vitamin D is very, very important to our immune system, right? And again, vitamin D, if it's low, we're going to be more susceptible to sickness. If it's high, we're going to be able to defend ourselves better. So what is the deal with vitamin D and how does that work? And how does that work with you and other mammals? Well, it turns out that if I go to Alaska, I'm not going to make vitamin D. I'm not going to make any vitamin. Well, I'm going to make a little bit of vitamin D, but I'm not going to make as much vitamin D as I should be making. Um, and that's interesting. I'm going to have to supplement with vitamin D. Otherwise, I'm going to lose strength and power in my immune system. If I take my dog to Alaska, my dog is going to make vitamin D just fine. So my ability to make vitamin D has to do with the angle of the sun and how much sun is hitting my exposed skin. A dog's ability to make vitamin D doesn't really matter. They appear to be able to make it at any time in any way. And that's enough of a fundamental difference to separate us whoop, from mammals. So you have a tight and tidy, very intimate relationship with the sun that needs to be respected on the daily or you will suffer and you'll suffer in your immune system. So that's environment. So now let's talk a little bit about diet. So are there things, so what can you, well, let's go back to environment real quick. So are there things that you can do to kick up the strength of your immune system just environment wise yeah be in the sun be in the sun as much as you possibly can in this it's in sun angle wise it's kind of 10 to 2 you know the time when you get the most sunburned or, or suntan is the best time to be in the sun if you eat more omega-3 fatty acids it will improve your sun's resistance i mean sorry your skin's resistance to the sun so a lot of us get sunburned pretty easy now um, again, if you want to kick that up, eat more omega-3s. And the reason we get so sunburned is because we don't eat enough omega-3s right now. And we need them for our solar defense. But anyway, if you eat more, then it'll protect you. And you won't need all that sunscreen and stuff. And again, sunscreen isn't very good for you. But we weren't here to talk about the sun and all that. We're just talking about your immune system. So again, be in the sun. Be in the sun as much as safely possible. Okay? Very, very good for your immune system. The second thing is diet. And we need to be concerned with certain things in our diet for our immune health. And they're really things that we need to be concerned with anyway. We humans are a big fat machine. So we take in dietary fats and we use dietary fats to build chemical mediators. And we also use dietary fats to build fuels to run us. So dietary fats are super important, and in particular, we have three categories of fat. So polyunsaturated fats, and we're going to come back to those and talk about those a lot. We have monounsaturated fats, and monounsaturated fats you can find in nuts mainly. They're anti-inflammatory. And then you have saturated fats, which most of us know about, we hear about all the time. But saturated fats are in, like palm oil is saturated fat. Uh, palmatic, you know, acid is saturated fat, uh, but saturated fat is mainly found in animal products. So if we eat a lot of meat, then we're going to eat a lot of saturated fat. Um, an avocado will have 
a little bit of saturated fat in it, pretty good balance, but it'll also have monounsaturated fat. So it's kind of balanced as to an inflammatory fat and an anti-inflammatory fat. Whereas if I'm eating meat, I'm pretty much just getting all the inflammatory type fats as saturated fats in that meat, okay? So um, be aware, you know, again, if you're a meat eater, then you're going to want to offset more with monounsaturated fats and the polys that I'll talk about in a second. Um, if you're not a meat eater, again, you're going to want to eat a lot of beans and nuts to balance those type fats. And if you're not a meat eater, you are probably going to be a little bit more concerned about the type and quality of saturated fat that you eat. Those two fats are saturated and monounsaturated are super important, but by far and away, the most important fats that we eat on the daily are things called polyunsaturated fatty acids. These are essential fatty acids, meaning that your body cannot make them. Your body needs them, and we'll talk about the ways that it needs them right now. So what do you do with polyunsaturated fatty acids? Well, there's two types of them, omega-6s, which are inflammatory, and omega-3s, which are anti-inflammatory. Now, you don't need as much polyunsaturated fat as you need the other types of fat. So you can eat polyunsaturated fat as maybe 20% of your total fats, um, 10 to 20%, let's say. But it is super important to balance omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. Otherwise, we'll get into trouble, okay? And so in omega-3 and omega-6 balance, about one to one to one to four is optimal. And you can look this research up. This is by a lady named Dr. Artemis Simopoulos, who is a friend. I just corresponded with her via email a couple of days ago. So Artemis is a great lady. She did the yeoman's work on all of this and did most of the work on 0306 balance, okay? So 0306, again, 103 to 106 to 103 to 406s is optimal, and we operate very, very well in those ratios. If I begin to alter that ratio, we begin to get messed up. So if I alter it too much, we begin to have pretty much all the things that we see right now out in society. So we have lots of inflammatory diseases. We have metabolic syndrome. We have cancers, you know, pretty much everything that we see in our society. And that's because right now in our society, we are at one to 20. So one omega-3 to 20 omega-6s. And there's so much research that says that that is so harmful for you and it will hurt you in the exact ways that we see happening out there right now. The other thing it'll do is it'll cause you to get sun damage. Um, again, if you're eating one to 20, 03, 03 to 06, your skin is gonna be super susceptible to UV damage and uh, you're gonna be way more likely to get skin cancer than you would if you ate more omega-3s. But let's talk about a little bit more in detail, let's say, about what happens. So as I eat omega-3 fatty acids, I build all of these, let's say, anti-inflammatory mediators that are kind of my frontline immune mediators. As I eat omega-6 fatty acids, I eat all the inflammatory immune mediators that I need to be able to inflame when I get injured, okay? So in the ratios that we're eating, again, we're eating 20 times more inflammatories than we are anti-inflammatories. Does that matter? Yeah, 80% of us will die of some inflammatory disease, you know, throwing heart in there. 
Um, but 80% of us will die of an inflammatory disease. So yes, this matters in a big way. And literally it could be changing that statistic could be as easy as just changing the omega-3, omega-6 fatty acid ratios. It's super important if we're gonna run our immune system to have balance. So we need to be in that one to one to one to four, omega-3 to omega-6. If we're not, we're gonna have way too many inflammatory mediators. So when I get infected by a pathogen, I'm gonna inflame way more than I, my ability to deflame. And that's detrimental. That's gonna cause chronic inflammation. And I can tell you from thermal imaging that Everyone, I mean every single person that I thermal image is chronically inflamed. And literally this, you know, could be as easy as just upping omega-3s. We won't know until we until we do it. But anyway, diet-wise for your immune system right now, because of everything that we eat in the ratios, omega-3s are critical critical to being able to defend ourselves. So where do you find omega-3 fatty acids? Chaya seeds, chaya seeds is the best way, chaya seed oil, chaya seeds on the baking aisle. Hemp seeds have other fats in them, so it's not just like all omega-3, nor is chaya seed, by the way. So just chaya seed has more omega-3 in it than it has omega-6, and uh, it's got more omega-3 in it than other fats. But it's, you know, most things will have balances of fats, right? And you have to kind of take that into account. So something like hemp, is a really good supplement, but again, it doesn't have the over ratio, let's say of omega-3 to omega-6, like a chia seed does. So when you're taking hemp as a supplement, you need to be careful and understand how much other O6 you're getting in your diet. So how much corn you have in your diet, things like that. But anyway, again, we wanna balance omega-3 and omega-6 within reason. And that will increase our abilities to mitigate inflammation. And again, most of us, 80% of us will die of chronic inflammation. So that's super important and super important into how your body deals with things, okay? So last thing, again, you've heard me talk a lot about this last thing, but is intermittent fasting. And again, it's a behavioral thing. So we've talked about environment, getting the sun more, be associated with the sun, understand my relationship with the sun. Talked about diet, so we all need to eat more omega-3s, and we certainly all need to be aware of omega-3 and omega-6 ratios in our food. This is why in our supplements, like in TrueMedics, so if you go to TrueMedics.com and you look at most of the ways we're trying to deliver things to you, they will be all be in these beneficial oils that have nice relationships between their anti-inflammatory fats and inflammatory fats. And again, we're trying to give you more anti-inflammatories because we know that what most of us eat is the exact opposite of that. Okay, so last thing is behavior. So are there things that we can do behavior-wise to help bolster our immune system? Turns out, yes. And the other cool thing about this is this will also help you control your weight, which is really, really cool. So we have two states that we go in. We have a, a low gear and a high gear that our bodies operate in. And you can think of these in terms of mitochondria. So we all know that our mitochondria basically are our powerhouse. So they're what give us energy. In, in this sort of physical form that I have, I don't have an engine. I've got a bunch of little mitochondria inside of cells that give me energy, right? And that's how I have energy to run my immune system. That's how I have energy to talk to you right now. It's how I have energy to blink my eyes is because my little mitochondria are winging along producing energy. 
Well, mitochondria are really cool. And again, they're in everything, right? So a plant is a plant because of the mitochondria in it. You are you because of the mitochondria in you. Your dog is a dog because of the mitochondria in your dog. So mitochondria are determinant. They're kind of the, um, you know, the top top of the pyramid, so to speak, as to, as to how we work. So super important to understand them. But anyway, they'll run on three different types of fuel. So every single mitochondria on Earth will run on glucose. It is the default method of running a mitochondria. So sugar, if you will, or glucose. Mitochondria inside of you and most higher order mitochondria will run on fat. And they're more comfortable running on fat. They have to have oxygen, so you have to be in the presence of oxygen. But when you're running on fat, you're 50 times, or mitochondria are 50 times, and again, this is an arguable number, but around, let's say, 50 times more efficient than they are when you're in low gear and running sugar, okay? So again, I want to be up here 50 times more efficient. I want to be powering 50 houses versus one house. And this switch, again, is important. So when I go from up here, when I am powering 50 houses to powering one house, and you do this when you eat, which we'll talk more about in a second. But when I eat, I flip this down here and I go from 50 houses to one house, at what cost? My immune system. My immune system, I've got two ways to kill cancer up here when I'm burning fat. I've got zero ways to kill cancer when I'm burning glucose, okay? So immune system is kind of the cost of eating. So when we eat, and for five, this switch is called AMPK, if you wanna research it, but when we eat, and for five hours after we eat, blah, we go down here, we unphosphorate AMPK. And when we're in this state, again, we're 50 times less energetic, we're running on glucose. We have a completely different set of sort of pathways and things that are activated versus up here with this switch. Um, but we're less efficient, let's say. And we're sort of in low gear and we're just trying to deal with the fat that we just ate, kind of get it out to the triglycerides, get it stored in fat tissue where we need it stored. And that takes about five hours and then we're done. And then we'll go into more efficient mode, okay? And when we pop into more efficient mode, again, whoop, it's like our shields come up. So our immune system gets stronger, everything gets stronger about us, we've got more energy, we've got more vive, you know, and that's where we wanna be, right? Well, again, five hours to do that. So if I feed you breakfast, blah, eight o'clock in the morning, you go over here. And ticky, 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 about the time five hours has passed and you're getting ready to get up here to more efficient, blah, if I feed you lunch, about the time you're ready to get more efficient, blah, they feed you dinner. Maybe you get 30 minutes to an hour and most efficient there, but doubtful. And then, you know, about the time you get ready to go to bed, we eat that snack, blah. And so we effectively get maybe four hours, maybe, if we eat normal in this top processing mode. Now, I'll tell you, if you have cancer, that matters. That matters a lot. You've only got four hours to fight your cancer out of a 24 hour day. I think if I have cancer, I wanna maximize that number as much as possible. I mean, I want that full 19 hours of cancer fighting if I can get it. So how do I do that and what do I do? Well, again, I just need to understand that when I eat, I'm gonna go into a degraded state. So what most people do is they, and this is, you'll read about this in intermittent fasting, that you'll talk about opening your window. 
So the first time that you eat more than 50 calories, you will open your window. And that's this five hour processing window. So most people can eat in like an eight hour window. Again, plus five, that's 13 hours. That still gives you 11 hours in top processing, which is pretty good. But ideally you want more than 12 hours. So what my wife and I do is we eat in a four hour window. Now this is extreme, let's say. So it took us a while to kind of get to this. But again, if I eat in a four hour window, plus five hours of processing, I've got nine hours of degraded state, and I've got 15 hours of, of being in a more efficient state, and that's advantageous. That will help you, that will help you beat disease. If you got cancer, that will help your body beat the cancer. You know, again, it's gonna be shields up, maximum strength. So if you've got some pathogen or something going on, just by intermittent fasting, you will put your body in an advanced state of immune fighting, let's say. Um, the other thing that will happen is, again, you'll have more energy. You'll be shocked at the amount of energy that you have. Um, and, and so I'll, I'll kind of finish this off with my story about a bear, because I think it's a good story. And this has more to do with weight than it has immune system, but hopefully it will drive home the point. So um, when I say weight control, just think about bolstering your immune response too, because it's the same, these same things happen when you're in a fasted state. But we all know that a bear, right? A bear can control its weight, all right? So again, I'm not talking about the bear going into a cave for three months and hibernating. You don't need to do that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going there, so no need to do that. Um, but what I am talking about is like the difference between a summer bear and a fall bear, okay? So summer bears are all beefy, lean. I mean, not fat in a beefy way. They're beefy muscular. They're, they're lean. They're muscular. They, they look good. They don't look overweight. And every single bear will be that way in the summer. But then bears do something. And again, there's a reason why they got there. And then there's a reason why they sort of become fat bears by the end of the fall. And it's not how much they eat. It's not volume at all. And I want you to get volume out of your head for both immunity and for weight loss, okay? Because it has nothing to do with volume. What it has to do with is eating frequency. So when a bear comes out of its cave, super hungry bear, right? A super hungry bear. You'd think that bear would eat for 24 hours a day and eat everything that it could find. Doesn't happen. A bear will eat in a four hour window and it will only eat in a four hour window all through the spring and all through the summer. And it does this on, on purpose because it understands that eating in a four hour window will maintain that leanness, maintain the muscularity, maintain their ability to move around. They have to have a lot of energy. They move around, they have to reproduce, they have to find a mate, they have to find a place to hibernate. So it's their active bears and so they need a lot of energy. So with a four hour eating window, that produces a lot of energy, keeps them lean, gives them enough nutrients to stay alive. But in the fall, when they get ready to put on weight for the winter, all they do is they change that eating window to a 20 hour window, okay? In a 20 hour window, again, puts you over here for most of the day, and it promotes basically storing fat over burning fat. A four hour window will promote burning fat over storing fat. So they're just playing around with this switch and they understand that by messing with this switch, they can gain or lose weight. You can do the same thing. You can absolutely do the same thing. And again, it's just, you know that you're gonna go down here for five hours after you eat. 
So if we can minimize our eating frequency, not the amount of stuff that we eat, but our eating frequency, that will greatly improve both our ability to control our weight, but also our immune response. Now, again, there's gradations of this as we, you know, so we've talked a little bit about diet, you know, as you're intermittent fasting, you need to be more conscious of omega-3s and kind of the ratios of fat. You also need to be conscious of aminos. So there's some caveats and warnings, but it will be talking a lot more about that. Um, and I've talked a lot about that on other uh, Chip Talk podcasts. But anyway, the biggest message that I've got to leave with you guys is you have a lot of power and control over your immune function. That power and control comes from the time of day when you're trying to do things, it comes from your diet, and it comes from your behavior around your diet. And if you can make some minor alterations, you can greatly improve your ability to fight off disease and defend yourself against any pathogen, flu, virus, bug, whatever they want to throw at us, we'll be able to defend ourselves from it. Anyway, hope you guys have enjoyed this. We'll see you next time on another exciting episode of Chip Talks Podcast. See you guys. Bye.